Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One of the most asked questions that comes at me is, how do you build a healthy relationship? How do I know if I'm in one? Today, I'm going to answer that in my Ask Dr. Abby segment, so stay tuned. I'm Dr. Abby Metcalf, and I'm a number one Amazon bestselling author, TEDx speaker, and all-around relationship maven with over 30 years of experience helping people create connected and happy relationships. Combining my hands-on experience and all the latest research, I've created actionable tips and tools you can apply quickly and easily to create lasting change in your relationship today. So let's get to it. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Dr. Abby Metcalf, and this is... Well, you know what it is, you're listening, but it's Relationships Made Easy. Very excited to be here with you today because I am going to do one of my Ask Dr. Abby segments, and I threw it out there a little while ago. I said, hey, send me some questions. And I get this one a lot. This this was by far and away the most popular question asked so far, and I will a- answer more in the future. If yours hasn't gotten a- answered yet, just stay tuned. And please, if you haven't sent in yet, you can now at Ask Dr. Abby, um, at Ask Dr. Abby, listen to me, at abby at abbymedcalf.com. You can send me any question you have that you'd like to have answered on a future broadcast. And uh, it's I really wanted to, um, you know, have these kind of segments so I can come at you direct with what you are asking about. And I've got uh, three areas I'm going to go over around this that are just super important. A couple I've talked about before, but one is brand new. And then as always, because what do I always do? I always give you something you can do about it. You know, what, what, what action can you take? And uh, before I jump in, this episode is sponsored by my book, How to Be Happily Married, not How to Be, sorry, Be Happily Married, Even If Your Partner Won't Do a Thing. I'm having a lot of, they're not typos, they're they're verbos uh, today, but that's okay, because I just keep going. 
I don't see any reason to edit out all my mistakes because, you know, hey, you're listening. So <laughs> be happily married, even if your partner won't do a thing. I will link to it here on the show notes. You can buy it on my website. You can buy it on Amazon. It is a number one Amazon bestseller. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, very exciting. And I'm really, really proud of the book. And it's also on Audible. So uh, you can, you know, download it there. You can listen to my melodic voice talking, or <laughs> you can get the the book itself or a Kindle, however you want it. We can pretty much do it every way, way except smoke signals. So um, come on over and get a copy of the book. If you like the podcast at all, you're going to love the book. That's all I got to say. All right. So let's jump in. So how do you build a healthy relationship? Well, there's really one thing that is at the center of a happy relationship. Drum roll. I'm going to do it on my desk. Can you hear that? I don't know if you can hear that. Okay. So, and really it's your mindset. You getting, having a healthy relationship is all about the build is all about this healthy mindset. And I want to go over three things today. Again, two of them, which I'll start with, are things I've talked to you about before, and I want to remind you because they go in this category. But the third one I haven't talked about before, and it's something that's a bit of a passion of mine. So we're going to get into that and then the tip or tips. So the first thing to think about when you uh, talk about building a healthy relationship is you got to got to get congruent between what you're thinking and what you're saying. And it just keeps happening that you're thinking one thing, you're thinking one thing, uh, you're say, or you're saying one thing out loud, but really these beliefs, this mindset you have, the, these beliefs you have, because that's what a mindset is. It's a, it's a set of beliefs that you have are contradicting these things that you're saying or thinking uh, in consciously. And so... Uh, I've talked about this before. I give people tools or tips or something, and they're like, yeah, I'm going to go try that, Abby. Thank you. That sounds great. But somewhere in their brain, they have a belief that it's not going to work. Whatever I'm giving them is not going to work. And that could be based on the past. Well, we've tried marriage counseling before. Nothing's ever different. Nothing ever changes. I can't change because my partner won't change. How am I supposed to change? They won't change. Or, uh, you know, we've had these problems a long time. It's going to take a long time to change. These are faulty beliefs and they are faulty. I am here to tell you, I have had plenty of people, a lot of people really over the years who have completely transformed their relationships with one session with me. And that is not because I am that good. That is because they are that good. That is because they shifted. Something in the session helped them shift a belief that they were having. And I know for some of you, because you've written in, just having that change of approach, getting out of the competition mindset, you know, all the talk I do about that, about keeping score and how you have to stop doing that, just stopping that has completely transformed the way they look at the relationship and the way they relate to one another. Uh, so you you really, it's a belief. And uh, just like with that, you know, when I first talk about that with people, when I say, listen to yourself, it's your turn to put away the dishes. That's crazy. You are keeping score. You're taking sides with your partner. And when you take sides, it means someone's going to lose. I'm going to win or I'm going to lose. And and I don't want to lose, so I'm not rooting for you to win. If that means less for me, if that means that I'm going to have um, some one down position, I'm, I, it's not going to happen. 
And understanding that you and your partner are a shared resource, a shared battery really changes the game. Because when you see your partner in pain, you start to realize, wow, that's my pain. I need to join them there. I need to help them. There are no you problems or me problems. There's only we problems because any drain on my partner is a drain on me. And so when you start to really see that, you start to change how you act and behave. And it's huge. So for some people, just getting that belief changed really changes the game. I've used this quote, uh, uh, this number quote, which was first put out by Timothy Wilson in his book, Strangers to Ourselves, one of my all-time favorites. That was a long time ago. But how our conscious brains process information around 50 bits per second. I think he really said 40 bits in his original writing. But So let's say 50 bits per second, while our unconscious brains process information at a rate of 11 million bits per second. Yeah. So those things that are going on below the surface in your subconscious or unconscious brain, that which is the same thing, by the way, it's a whole long story. It's really basically the same thing. We say subconscious and unconscious uh, interchangeably. We uh, psychologists used to always say, unconscious, your unconscious brain. But what happened is (laughs) the word unconscious has come to mean that you've like passed out. You're unconscious. You're, you've, oh no, he's unconscious. He fainted in the middle of the road. That, so we started saying subconscious, (laughs) uh, that your subconscious brain is more of a, a term to separate out, um, those two words. Uh, but really it's this in psych, for psychologists, it's pretty much the same term, um, just so you know. We just started using a different one because the common parlance of uh, unconscious uh, became something else. So anyway, you might hear me use those words interchangeably and go, Abby, why are you using two words? It's because they're the same. So (laughs) this 50 bits that your conscious brain is thinking, remember, so if if I'm thinking something all the time in my brain, then it's then uh, that's what comes across to you. That's what you're picking up. So even though I'm trying this new this new tool uh, and I'm doing it and I'm saying wow and I'm saying all these nice things to you, you're my partner, but you're picking up on my doubt, on my worry, on my fears, on my resentment, on the things that I have not let go of. So you're not really trusting what I'm saying because there's a disconnect there. There's a disconnect between what I'm saying and what you feel from me. And you have had this. I say this over and over. You should believe everything I'm saying because you've had it. You have talked to someone and you have had that experience of them saying something to you and in your mind, your bullshit meter is going off because you're like, I don't buy this. Something's wrong. Something's off. I don't know. That guy just gave me the creeps. I don't know. I just don't trust that woman. I don't, you know, you, it, we'll do that. We'll kind, we'll kind of say, I don't know, but it, because it, we don't really know consciously why it's that unconscious that's picked up on that energy the other person's putting off, often without them even knowing. So the unconscious is doing everything. <laughs> it's, it's out there. It is talking all the time, even though we're not aware of it. So if you want to build a healthy relationship, you have got to get in front of this. You have got to align these ideals. And I'm going to talk about how to do that today. But Because the other thing that's very closely related to this, which I've talked about before, is your reticular activating system, or RAS for short. And your RAS is a filter between your conscious and your subconscious mind. And basically, anything that you think of consciously, the RAS 
takes it, sends it to the, as an instruction or order to your unconscious to look for that thing, to pay attention to that thing, whatever that is. And the example I always give you is of buying a car. If you've ever bought a new car, you know that you see that car everywhere. And that's because your conscious brain was like, oh, I'm going to get this car. And then you're, it sent it as instruction or order to your unconscious to look for the car. So you see it all over the road. Suddenly this car you've never seen before is everywhere. And that's just how that works. So, but in a relationship it works because in your head, you're thinking about something with your partner. You have a mindset, a belief system around something with your partner that you believe is a fact is true. And you're, you then, your RAS, you consciously think this thing, you know, my partner, uh, if my partner wouldn't drink, we'd be happy. They drink too much. And so your RAS takes that, you know, little woo do 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 goes down, gives that as an order to your unconscious, look for my partner drinking, look for their drinking behavior, and it'll find it everywhere. It'll look, look, look. Um, and even when they're not drinking too much, it'll seem like they're drinking too much. And you'll remember all the times they're drinking. So they might've drank once or twice in that week, but it might seem like a lot more to you because your unconscious is putting a much heavier... Uh, weight to that thing that you were, that was important to you that you were looking for. So believe it or not, you might have a skewed view of your partner's drinking. If your belief is that they drink too much and that that's the big problem in your relationship, that's what you're going to see. Whenever you guys have a problem, it's going to be related to their drinking and you're going to keep, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You're going to keep proving yourself correct. Now, I'm not saying that it means that your partner's doesn't drink too much and that isn't a factor, but it's never the only factor ever, ever. It's never the only factor. And if you think that right now, you're wrong. And that's maybe I need to do a whole other episode on that. As many of you know, I have a specialty in drug and alcohol work, but I can tell you just for today, just trust me on that. Uh, And if you'd like to see that in a future episode, hey, send in that question, abby at abbymetcalf.com and I'll, I'll do it on a future show. But basically, when you get caught up in those beliefs, whatever they are, uh, my mother-in-law is the big problem in our relationship, or you know, um, they're whatever they're nagging me too much. Whatever it is that you believe, your RAS takes that as the order. Look for them nagging me. Look for them drinking. Look for my mother-in-law being a pain in the ass. Whatever, and it'll find it over and over and over. And this, the really scary, scary part of the RAS is that it will f- simultaneously filter out anything that doesn't match that belief. So when your mother-in-law is being lovely and kind and generous, when your partner is being appreciative and, and sweet, when your partner isn't drinking as completely sober and you're still arguing about something, your RAS will filter that out because it doesn't match the parameters of what it's looking for, what it got told to find. And this is the base of so many arguments I see with couples. It's like, well, you said this the other day. No, I didn't. I wasn't even there. What are you talking about? And they have completely different memories of something that happened. This is in a large part, not the only part, but in large part to this RAS. So all of this is in your mindset. If you have a mindset that your partner's a nag, that they're uh, annoying, that they're mean, that they fight, that they have angry outbursts, that they whatever, that is the thing that will dominate, whatever that is, because you're, that's how important your mindset is. Now, there's another piece to mindset, 
which is really important. And that's the third piece I want to talk about before I just talk about some uh, quick tips to deal with this. And it is something that was put out, uh, put forth by Carol Dweck. Um, she's not a Wasquee Wabbit, it's Dweck. Uh, and I love her, love Carol Dweck. Uh, I met her many years ago. Uh, she used to be at Columbia. She's been at Stanford now for many years, uh, a famous researcher. She wrote a really famous book called Mindset. Uh, and I have been teaching that in businesses and with people and in parenting for decades now. And so I was, uh, thank God, an early adopter of mindset. I just loved her work and her, her research is robust. It is huge. It is enormous. I can do a, a whole podcast on, on her stuff around mindset, which I won't get too into today. Again, you can write to me if that's something you really want. But I want to give you the outside frame and talk about how it relates to your relationship because Dweck's um, original book, Mindset, was, I think it was called like a, you know, for coaches, teachers, and parents. I think that's how it was touted at the beginning. So it seemed more like a thing for kids. And it was. Her original research, et cetera, was about children and having what she calls a growth or a fixed mindset. But we, we know that this, and she talks about it too, that it relates to everything in your life, to your relationships, at work, everywhere. Um, and actually her research in the last maybe 10 years has really come into businesses. And again, I was sort of lucky enough to have already been doing all that work. So I was able to take that right into businesses. Um, but really, so it kind of goes like this in a, so there's these two mindsets and basically, you know, we adopt these as children and we tend to have them our whole lives as we, um, you know, move into adulthood and we have them in our relationship. and. Uh, in all our relationships. But so what happens is there's a, a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. The fixed mindset is basically when you believe, it's people who believe that their basic qualities, so uh, your intelligence, your your talent, those are fixed traits. They're traits. And so that's it. You You know, people who say, I'm athletic, I'm a good artist, I'm smart, I'm pretty, I'm whatever. Those are fixed traits. You believe that's who you are and what you are. And you pretty much spend your time documenting that, you know, that intelligence, that talent, that whatever that thing is, you spend your time documenting it instead of developing it. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And uh, so they... They believe um, it's really just your talent that creates success. 
that's it. No effort. If matter of fact, if you have to put in effort, it means you don't have the talent. It means it's not innate. You're not born with it. And Americans used to love and still do really this idea of being born with it, that, you know, you just, you have it or you don't, it's an it factor, you know, that kind of thing. And we, this has been disproven time and time again, um, in the research, but, and, and again, especially Dweck's research that you actually can your abilities can grow, that it's about hard work and effort. And this is the growth mindset. So in the growth mindset, people believe that their most, you know, their most basic abilities can be developed through hard work, through dedication, through tenacity, through consistency, and that your brains and any kind of uh, God-given talent, so to speak, are just a starting point. They're just a place to start. And this view creates uh, there's just a love of learning. There's a love of trying. There's a resilience there. Uh, it's because it's essential, right? If you want to have great accomplishment in life, you have to have resilience. That that coming back even when things are hard. Um, I would say pretty much all very famous people had these qualities, more or less. And you know the very famous. Um, Michael Jordan quote, you know, I, I took, I don't know, I, I should have the quote in front of me while I'm talking, but I don't, but you know, it's on all those Nike posters. I, I had 3000, uh, shots that didn't win the game. And, you know, I, he, he wasn't, he was, uh, kicked off his high school basketball team and, you know, all these fail. And he said, I failed over and over and that's why I win. Um, you know, so there's that idea about it. And uh, Coach John Wooden, very famous uh, growth mindset coach, you know, there's these people who get that it's really all about your hard work and effort. Um, Kobe Bryant, very famous for uh, just take, you know, when everyone else left practice, guess who was still there? Kobe. Uh, throwing that ball, throwing that ball, throwing that ball. This idea that it's just sort of natural, oh, I'm, you know, I'm six feet seven, whatever, so I'm a great basketball player, isn't true. Um, so that's not, there's a lot of tall people that are lousy basketball players. <laughs> it is, and it's, so it's not just something. It, there's something that gets, uh, that you do over and over and you put in all this hard work. Uh, I very famously, Tiger Woods changed his golf swing many years back now when he was at the top of his game and everyone said, he's crazy. Well, you don't change your golf swing at the top of your game. Uh, he, you know, he did. Uh, and so there's a real, um, way that people who are great, re great restaurateurs have done this where they've had a very famous, great restaurant and they've just started again. Um, they just do it all over again. It's, it's reaching for things. Uh, J.K. Rowling did it with, you know, she had her Harry Potter series and then she, you know, took on a pseudonym, um, Robert Galbraith, I think it was. Books are great, by the way. She wrote The Cuckoo's Calling and she wrote these Cormoran Strike series of detective novels under a pseudonym at first, which was, I think, very hard. Uh, people found out soon enough. But, you know, there's just this wanting to, wanting to keep trying, wanting to, uh, go to that next level, you know, taking the risk. So what what's important is that if you believe that things are, um, you know, just a certain way, you probably do it with your partner. Now you can believe that, so you can believe that your qualities are fixed, that who you are as a person, I'm not good at math. I've never been flexible. I'm a lousy cook. I'm a this, I'm a that, Right. And you might believe it in a good way. I'm a wonderful mom. I'm a this, I'm a that. 
if you could believe your partner's abilities are fixed, oh, she uh, she'll never be good with money. Um, he's really uh, doesn't get the whole parenting thing. He'll never do this. She'll always do that. You know that sort of fix this idea that they're fixed, or you can believe that the relationship itself has fixed qualities. Uh, we never this. We always that. Either way, you end up with this fixed mindset, and that is a big problem. So you can think that maybe your relationship is inherently good or inherently bad. Oh, we've always had trouble. We were, we got together, you know, in a bad way. Uh, oh, this has always been a problem for us. I hear this stuff all the time, and that is a fixed mindset way of being. I am not saying, because again, you're taking into account, remember that RAS, if you think something has always been a problem, guess what? It's a, You're going to find so much evidence to prove that point. And your RAS is going to filter out anything that doesn't match that point, that doesn't that doesn't right go along with that fact. So it's gonna you know anything that that uh, fights it in any way or disagrees is not going to be included. So you can see the problem already. I hope um, Dweck had a great um, quote. It was and and I apologize. I might get this a little wrong, but she said but she said uh, you know like. So there are no great achieve just as there are no great achievements without setbacks, there are no great relationships without conflicts and problems along the way. That of course, you know, just like you have this, you're gonna have, you know, wherever it is, you're gonna have it in your relationship too. So it's really important that you focus in your relationship on a growth mindset because you want to become better. In a growth mindset, you want to achieve more. You want to be better. You want to put in the dedication and the effort required to get to that goal of having a help, a happy, healthy relationship. So if you're sitting there asking me, uh, how do I build a healthy relationship, Abby? How do I know if my relationship is healthy? I would tell you to focus on these things. It absolutely can be healthy if you focus in the right way. And it absolutely, uh, you. how do you build it? You do this. You get into a growth mindset. You really shift that 50 million, right? That 50 bits versus 11 million bits. You really shift that RAS into where you want it to be. And the growth mindset is really the way to get there. And if you're thinking of your relationship as what could be, what where can we evolve, what can be next, it's completely different. So let me throw some tips at you for this. So one is that, so acting like a victim or blaming will keep you locked in a fixed mindset. So if you're a victim, if you're, oh, nothing can change because my partner won't change. Um, oh, Eddie, you know, of course we're miserable on this, on the self-quarantine of, you know, shelter in place. Of course we're miserable. Everybody's miserable. It if that's what you're thinking, that's what's going to be true. That's a victim mindset. If you are blaming your partner or anyone else for your relationship or your lot in life or what's happening, if he would just stop drinking, then we'd be fine. Um, that's blame. You're blaming something outside. It's it's not going to work. That is not going to get you where you need to go. So tip number one is to take full responsibility. That's my tip a lot, isn't it? Yeah. Take the hint. I say with love. I say with all the love in the world, you got to take the hint. This is always about you. You really will feel better if you do it too. I 
I promise you really will. It was soon, the second you stop focusing on your partner or something outside yourself or your mean father-in-law or whoever, the second you just like, whew, take a breath and pull it in, you start to feel empowered because you can do things different. You can change things. So the second part, which goes along with that is get out of that never and always thinking is, and I hear, uh, uh, when I'm doing couple sessions, I get a lot, you know, they'll say to each other, well, you never do this. You never, you always blah. You never X. That's not true. That's not true. It, and what happens the second your partner hears that, that I always, they immediately in their head are going to go to the one time, and it's probably only one maybe, but the one time that wasn't true. And for them, then your statement is, is false and they don't have to listen to a thing you're saying. You're acting crazy. Woo, you're just histrionic. You're making a mountain out of a molehill. And they will completely dismiss everything you're saying, even if a lot of it might have had validity, because you're going to that always or never place. It's also a really victim-y way to talk and a blaming way to talk. So be- since we're getting out of that, I want you to get out of that. Um, it's, and I don't care if you're using it in a good way. Oh, you, you're always so loving. Uh, I don't think every, anyone is always so loving. Everybody has moments. I don't want you to put your partner on a pedestal either. Cause that's going to be a problem, but you got to get out of that kind of, uh, talk, that sort of way of being. And I will tell you my very favorite tip and tool for really getting into growth mindset and getting away from, Uh, that fixed. And that is to use the word yet. Well, we haven't figured that out yet. We've never been able, you know, we haven't, you know, we're not going to say never anymore. We haven't been able to do X or Y yet. When you put in the word yet, you are, what does that do? Like, let's say I'm I'm working with my daughter on her softball swing, which we're doing a little right now. Um, She can't get that elbow up. Anyway, and oh, you know, and, and she might get dejected sometimes. Oh, I can I can't do this. Like I just can't do this. And I and I I said the truth. Well, well, it's true. You haven't really gotten it down yet. You haven't gotten it down yet. That's the truth of it. It what when you use that word, what happens is that there's hope, there's optimism on the other side. There is this efficacy, the self-efficacy that yeah, we could we can do it, you can do it, we can do it, it can be done, just not, we're just not there yet. So we just have to work a little harder. We just have to put a little more energy in. This works with your kids. This works with your father-in-law. This works with your coworkers and your boss. This works with everybody. And it definitely works with your partner. It's a, yet is a magical, magical word. And it certainly works with yourself. Well, I haven't figured this out yet. I, yeah, I know, I know. I didn't eat well today. I haven't, <laughs> or whatever. I haven't, you know, I haven't been able to figure it out yet. And it really begs the next question. So what do I need to do now? What could I do next? What could I say next? Where could I go next? What's my next right action? It just begs for you to take some sort of positive action next. So add the word yet to your vocabulary with your partner. It is magical. It'll change the game. Again, add it with your kids. You know, if your son is complaining about math that he can't seem to understand? Is that just my son? Um, Yeah, you haven't gotten it yet. All right, what are you going to do so you can get it? You know, it just, it puts all the power there. There's no victim talk there. There's no blame talk there. There's no entitlement. There's no nothing. There's just possibility and hope. 
And if you think about your relationship that way and get it, oh, we never do this. This always happens. This never this, this never that. And you instead thought to yourself, well, yeah, we haven't been able to figure this out yet. Just, just listen, listen to how that shifts and changes what's next. So it's a wonderful thing. So, and I'm going to leave you, uh, I'm going to end the episode with just uh, one last thing, which is to so it, the yet will get you there. And then the other piece is to purposely program your RES to, to what it's searching for. So every, that's the setting intention. And when you set intention, you are telling your RES what to look for that's different. So, uh, and that could even be the yet, by the way, a solution, looking for a new solution to deal with our money or whatever. And those things will start to present themselves and they won't be, the RES won't filter them out like it was before. It will keep them in. And uh, so putting your RES and your, which is really putting your mindset in the right place is by thinking of the things you want. So maybe the way your partner is loving and kind and thoughtful, putting a focus on that, setting an intention to look for that. Uh, I'm going to think of that. Every time you set intention, think I'm going to look for, I have an intention today or this afternoon or this morning or whatever to look for my partner being appreciative Uh, or maybe to be appreciative myself of my partner. Um, to be kind, to be patient, to be thoughtful, to be fun, to be sexy, to be whatever, whatever it is that you want to do. And what starts to happen, and I'll tell you, I've talked about this before with setting intention, which is a big deal to me and all over the podcast, (laughs) which I also call the 18 second shift because it takes an average of about 18 seconds to do. And I know you've got 18 seconds. Uh, What happens is this real uh, I start to notice when I set an intention, let's say, of patience, which I do a lot because as we all know, I'm not good with the patience. I My brain will like, it's it's like it taps me on the shoulder <laughs> when I'm being impatient and sort of goes, hey, hey, look, look, you're, you're being impatient. And I can actually slow down enough to notice and stop my behavior. It's amazing. And I know there's plenty I miss. My kids are laughing right now and Gary's probably laughing right now because I'm not always that patient, but but um, it's, it's better. You know, I, I, it's definitely better than when I wasn't setting intention. I'll tell you that right now. So setting intention, really purposely trying to program that RAS. Um, you can do a random act of kindness for your partner. You can just think of nice things you can do for no apparent reason. Uh, you can put away the dishes no matter what, you, you know, and just think, oh, and not just put them away like grumbling, but put them away and think, oh, this is one less thing my partner has to do when they come home. How nice. Um, actually, my daughter put away the dishes the other night after I'd gone to bed. We'd gone to bed and I woke up in the morning and I was doing laundry and whatever. And I realized the dishes were put away. It was I was so excited and it was so nice. She just sort of did it. I, I was like just thanking her for so long about it, probably too long. Um, but it was just a, you know, kind thing to do. And so, you know, those kinds of things, believe it or not, really start to show up as you uh, start to look for those kinds of things. I'm just telling you, things just start to be there. So use the word yet, get out of that victim blaming, never always language and start to purposely program your RAS to search for what you do want not what you don't want. Put in there what you do want, not what you don't want. And that's it. So that's how to really create a healthy relationship. That is how you build 
wonderful things in your relationship is by going all in on your mindset, going all in on the possibilities, getting away from that uh, idea that your relationship or your partner is fixed, that they're never going to change because there's no hope there. There's nothing. And everybody has the ability to change. I can tell you that. I can guarantee you that. I am in the change business. That's what I do for a friggin' living. I myself changed my life dramatically and have over and over. And this is about having that growth mindset. This is about really understanding that, of course, things can change. Everything can change. But everything has to be aligned. So get that 50 bits aligned with that 11 million. Get that RES in the right place. And really start to focus on having that big yet in your life and that growth mindset. Thank you so much for spending time with me. Remember to send in your questions to abby at abbymedcalf.com and they might be answered on a future episode of Ask Dr. Abby. Thanks for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast at www.abbymedcalf.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.